Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. You're with Nick and Big J. Beginning today at the old polls, you can actually make a move and start voting early if you like, Big J. Oh, I didn't think that was ever allowed ever again. <laughs> well, uh, they, they haven't had their way with mail-in voting yet, but early oh. voting still a thing. Uh, there's a lot on the ballot this year that you need to worry about, ranging from governor all the way down to county offices and even precinct commitment for policy parties and all sorts of stuff. So, it'd be nice... If 100% of people turned out, Big J, but do you think that'll ever happen in a million, billion years? No. But if you do like to early vote, it's open today through May 13th. It's available at all Ada County voters at uh, Boise City Hall, Meridian City Hall, and the Ada County Elections Office from 8 until 5. Canyon County voters uh, May 2nd through May 13th at Celebration Church and Canyon County Election Offices, also uh, 8 to 5. So we know there's a lot of people that cast their ballots on Election Day, but... If you like to get it done early, there are some benefits to early Listen, voting. I need all the research I can get so I know uh, the difference between the regular kook and the extreme kook. Okay. And which one I, I like, uh, okay, which kook do I take? That's fine. Uh, and how you handle it is up to you and your own business. I'm just giving you the option that uh, while I don't think early voting is something that is taken advantage of a lot, I do know that my grandma used to do it all the time because she hated the election day hoopla. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And mail-in voting then, it wasn't like such a... That was one of those things where it was like pretty much reserved to like military officials or people that were out of the country. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so uh, she wanted to get it done. She didn't uh, like to do it. So I, I distinctly remember driving my grandmother down to the election, uh, the county election office one day so that she could early vote. So it is a thing. You can do it if you are so inclined. And it begins today for the next couple of weeks. World champion Milwaukee Bucks got off to a nice start in their series against the Boston Celtics, 101-89. The final score of Game 1, Warriors with a one-point victory over the Grizzlies, 117-116. That was the way they kicked off the second round of the NBA playoffs. NHL playoffs begin tonight. After the last game of the regular season, gave a the Winnipeg Jets a 4-3 win over the Seattle Kraken. That was the day's only matchup. Now, neither the Jets nor the Kraken were in the postseason, so... Uh, that's fine. They were able to wrap up the season. Now, tonight's matchups, uh, Bruins taking on the Hurricanes, Lightning over the, in the Leafs, and the Blues in the Wild, as well as the Kings and the Oilers, as uh, I like to call it, the Gretzky matchup. So we'll see how it all goes down as the playoffs are fun. And listen, playoff hockey, whether you've been following the NHL or not, it's always fun to watch. So uh, if you are looking for something to do and something to watch on a Monday night, playoff hockey, never a bad option. Well, the box office was underwhelming, Big J, as everybody's gearing up for Doctor Strange 2 that comes out this next weekend. Have you made your plans? Uh, plans are in the works. Nice. Yeah. I have made mine as well. I will be checking oh, it out next weekend. Thanks for including uh, me. I was, I was not the uh, the architect of oh. said plan. 
Bad Guys was the number one movie at the box office. 16 million. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made 11. Fantastic Beasts number 3. The Northman number 4. And Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I really do want to see because I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, came in at number 5. $5.5 million. But uh, again, not a whole lot of movies making a ton of money. No, but no big releases this weekend as everybody's conceding that, of course, the next Marvel movie will make a ridiculous amount of money. And it probably will. Are you doing any Marvel, uh, I guess, uh, prep work leading up to Doctor Strange? No, I think that's all. I mean, I'm up on, I'm up to current status on uh, Moon Knight, so that wraps up tomorrow, Wednesday. No, well, yeah, Wednesday. Is it, is it supposed to wrap up before? I think that that might be important for Strange. I, I don't, don't know. Well, listen, I'll tell you what's important for Strange, but you're not going to watch it. Just judging from the uh, the previews, the What If series yeah. is going to be incredibly important for Doctor Strange. Uh, but you refuse to watch it because uh, people work tirelessly and uh, and hard at drawing things. And so you have an aversion towards animated projects. If it were a live action series, I'm guessing you've already would have watched it. Right? Yeah, maybe. That's weird. Right? Isn't that a little bit no, weird? Not Considering really. they're telling you this is important to Man. the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'll decide what's important for me to know. Listen, I'm not telling you it's good because it's not. Uh, so listen, there, I made no mistake. It's not true. You still need to, I mean, I feel like you're going to need, it'll help you to know what's going on. Or where, at least where some of these characters, at least in theory, came from. I found it's best to be confused at all times. Well, I, I got so. the feeling that Doctor Strange and the, the, uh, the Multiverse of Madness will do exactly that for you. Ah, uh, what's in the box? Only on 100.3 VX Rocks. What's in the f***ing box? Yeah, what's in the box is back, kids. It's your opportunity to get yourself qualified for our big backyard box. Inside this big backyard box is over $10,000 worth of stuff. Things from the Ooh. Lifetime Store, Window World, CHF Home Furnishings, Boise Paint and Supply, Archaic Concrete, Sindlon, Butte Fence, Roots Rocket Backyard, Boise Army Navy, and of course, $1,000 in cash as well. And if you can figure out what Big J has inside of this uh, fictional box, <laughs> it's kind of like our own Multiverse of Madness. It's yeah. uh, anything can go inside this box. You just have to pay attention to Big J's clues, and you can get yourself qualified and invited to our grand prize party. 208-287-1003. We'll take Caller X right now to play the inaugural What's in the Box game, which we will be doing all month long to get you qualified for the Big Backyard Box. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, The X. Hey, man. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's your name? Chris. Chris, what has you up this godforsaken hour? <laughs> Thing called work. Yeah? What do you do, my friend? <laughs> Uh, Very nice. Uh, thank you All for right. getting up early. Thank you for tuning in, and best of luck. Big Jay's going to give you three clues. you got to figure out what's inside his box, okay? Or four clues, whatever. Right. Could be 25 right? yeah. clues. Yeah, it's a multiverse. All right, event. you'll get it before that, I'm sure. Uh, here we go. It generally sits next to your bed. Alarm clock? Yeah, there you Yay! go. Damn, alarm clock go. is right. Boom. Good job. Hang on one second, Chris. You're officially qualified for the big backyard. all the backyard other clues went to waste. Box. What other were the other clues? Uh, look at it. You look at it time and time again because time. Ah, very nice. It either wakes you up or it doesn't. Just you have to set it. Exactly. Uh, and lesson learned there. So congratulations. Wait, there's ten more clues. Oh, there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> congratulations to Chris. That's exactly how it works. We'll play every single weekday right around this time this month to get you qualified 
for the big backyard box and we're excited to present to you the giveaway party which we'll give you details on coming up here in a little bit you want to learn more here it comes oh man Smith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Check out thebeardsmith.com and you will find there all kinds of great stuff, including details on how you can purchase some of their swag, also some of their beard grease. Plus, you can make appointments at either one of their locations in Garden City or in Caldwell. It's pretty easy. I highly recommend it. Uh, even if you don't have a beard, you can get yourself a wonderful haircut there at the Beardsmith. I actually don't think I've ever seen a picture of today's beard or badass without a beard in one form or another or without a drink for that matter often called the hardest working man in comedy Burt Kreischer has proven time and time again that he is indeed that including this last weekend right here in Boise uh, that he is a badass for those who might not know the full backstory in 1997 Rolling Stone detailed Burt in an article about the number one partier at the number one party school Florida State that article was called undergraduate Naturally, the article featured stories about Bert's partying and the fact that he'd been going to college for six years majoring in English. This article caught the eye of entertainment industry, including Oliver Stone, who initially bought the rights for the movie, but he never saw that project through. In 2002, however, the movie finally made it to screen, starring a very young Ryan Reynolds, National Lampoon's Van Wilder. That article not only kicked off the movie, but Burt's comedy career. Several projects uh, were uh, with Burt were greenlit right away, sitcoms at, and pilots at CBS and Fox, but the world hey, wasn't quite ready for Burt yet, and those didn't end end up taking off so uh he did what he does best he parties and he makes people laugh killing it in stand-up rooms across the country he's also hosted a few travel channel shows like Bert the conqueror and trip flip now it's almost impossible to miss Bert kreischer now maybe uh you've checked out some of his comedy podcasts uh the thing uh that he uh, is doing really well these days the Bert cast and then his friend Tom Segura they have a great uh, podcast called Two Bears One Cave he and Bill Burr also co-host a podcast called uh, the Bill and Burt podcast besides that you can check him out on Netflix doing a show called The Cabin with Burt Kreischer there's so many other comedy specials out there you can check out uh, you're just going to be okay with ha- uh, fat guys being topless that's the one thing I caution you <laughs> there's going to be a lot of that he's also appeared in multiple times uh, uh, with his pal Joe Rogan on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Bert is married. He's got two daughters. Facts that regularly make it into his comedy acts and his podcasts. And the legend of the party year, Bert Kreischer, a.k.a. The Machine, is far from over. Hella might be just getting started. Bert is producing and will also appear in The Machine, which details a story made famous by the internet and Bert's act about a college trip to Russia. Uh, the movie, as of yet, has no release, but it's in the can and should be coming out sometime here in the next two years. It's also going to start Mark, Mark Hamill, and it will be, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. Uh, Burt Kreischer is a bearded badass. Not only did he do two sets there at the Morrison Center this weekend, after that, he found time to head on over to our favorite place, the Lounge at the End of the Universe, and uh, did some uh, help op- opening uh, Open Mic Night. Yeah, he hosted Open Mic Night, like a surprise guest host of the Open Mic uh, Saturday night at the lounge, which is awesome. I mean, it's so cool when uh, gigantic comedians that are on tour playing huge arenas are uh, just stopping by the local comedy club to help out people. That is yeah. uh, really nice. And I-, I didn't know this. Did you know that Bert ne- has never seen Van Wilder? 
Come on, he's had to have seen the show. Was he, he angry about it? Or yes, or? Okay. that's what it is. I mean, apparently, don't be angry, Ryan Reynolds. Well, though. well, I don't think Ryan Reynolds had anything to do with it other than he started it. But, uh, but he, you know, basically, when stuff like that happens, they just pay the writer. They don't pay the subject of the yeah. actual thing. And so he didn't see anything or was involved in any way about the project. So he's just like, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> to any of that but it is uh very nice to see him uh, get success of course we had bert on twice for both of those travel channel shows yeah uh, trip flip and bert the conqueror and it was uh, uh fantastic from the word go we're very happy to see him success and i'm glad that you had a good time when you saw him on saturday he was fun he was funny and my daughter loves him i mean just loves him so uh she took me to the show her and her boyfriend and uh we had a great time beautiful uh and now he has entered the hallowed halls of bearded badassum so congratulations to to him as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J got coming up. We got ourselves some important stuff. Plus, the X Rock Double Dare returns a chance to win two hundred bucks. Plus, we're going to hell. It's all on the way. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, it's good to know that politics are a bleep show everywhere, not just uh, here in our own backyard. As a British lawmaker has had to step down from Parliament, Big J, because. Uh, He was caught on camera watching porn on his phone twice over the course of the last couple of years. Determined. Uh, His name is Neil Parrish, and he has been a member of Parliament since 2010. And he described what he did as a moment of, quote, madness, Big J. He claimed that he stumbled. First time, okay, maybe. Now, here's where it gets funny, okay? Uh, And I think we're going to be okay. But he says it was an accident because he was doing a Google search for BBC, which, as you know, is a <laughs> is oh a, yeah is a television network over Britain. But it's also an anagram for something very dirty sometimes. And he says <laughs> a very specific. Now you can match up this search and what he found. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Be but pretty clear. He says that he uh, he searched for something uh, that was the actual television station, and then he came across something else that was not the television station, but he watched it for just a little bit, Big J. And he said that uh, his, own, his biggest crime was that on another occasion, he went in on a second time, and that was deliberate. Uh, however, he insisted he wasn't trying to intimidate female a, members of the a, house or anything like he's that. He's a BBC fan now. I guess so. It's number one fan. Once you see it, you don't go back. <laughs> and so uh, he says that uh, that he says that he wasn't making sure people could see it. Uh, he was trying to do the opposite, and so that Apparently was a problem. Not. And so he has had to step down from Aww. the uh, the house. Unfortunately, the House of Commons this is called over there in Parliament. Nah. So that's it. It's not very common. That'll do it. No, no, it's uncommon. Apparently, he's been there for 12 years, but uh, porn will do you in. So uh, don't want you to work, everybody. I mean, I'm not sure why we have to have this reminder, but uh, certainly not when you, I mean, you know, the other thing about that is like, you know, there's cameras everywhere, bro. What are you doing? Plus, I mean, think about this at this point. If anything goes wrong now, anything, uh, the first thing they're coming for is your phone. Right? So, do you really want that on your phone? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as a 65-year-old dude, technology probably, you know, confounds him sometimes. And so, he may not be all that well-versed on, you know, his areas and his surroundings and what's on camera and what isn't. But uh, still, I mean, like, you know, there's stuff that you save for the house. And I think your porn viewing should be that. Uh, 
Uh, don't do it out in public and don't do it at work. Yeah, not not, not while you're at Parmalat. Parmalat. Parmalat? You can do it. Parmalat, yeah, you know, delicious. Uh, it's another word for jelly. I was trying to combine uh, Camelot with uh, Parliament? Parliament. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Sounds like something to be part of that porn he's watching. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Boston Celtics 101-89 in Game 1 of their series. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies 117-116 as the NBA's second round of the playoffs got underway. NHL playoffs begin tonight. We also wrapped up the NFL draft over the weekend. Uh, Nice to see a Bronco get drafted. The Buffalo Bills traded up in the fifth round, believe it or not, to take Khalil Shakur, the wide receiver out of Boise State, making it 13 consecutive years that a Bronco player has been drafted in the NFL draft. It's pretty uh, cool. I uh, I was very upset that the Packers passed on him late on the fourth round for a receiver out of Nevada, but I feel like he's going to have a hell of a year as lo- or a career as long as he can get on the field, that being the caveat. Here's of the thing. At least it wasn't like a similar type of player, right? A vast difference between Shakir and the Christians guy that they got from Nevada. Yes, he's yeah, definitely he's a, a speedy kind of uh, very guy tall, that's looking very to stretch the field. Yeah. And that's that's what the Packers were looking for. But still, I, I you know, and the only thing that really makes me upset is like, you know, I know Shakur can be a difference maker if he gets on the field, but that is so not guaranteed when you're a fifth round pick. You know, yeah. there's no real commitment to that, and so he's gonna have to bust his ass in order to get it done. And I feel like he will. How do you feel like the 49ers did in their draft? Uh, I mean, considering they they didn't go until the late second round, um, you know, they did okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, I mean, I, I hard to say. It's so hard to say. I mean, they they'll, they'll screw this up. Uh, they're, they're alienating, you know, their best their best offensive weapon right now. Anyways, I don't know what, what's going to happen with that. I think if he was going to go, he would have went on draft night. I think they're going to try to keep him around and try to convince him to stay. I don't think he's going to get traded anywhere. So you'll get at least one more year out of Debo Samuel. What happens we'll see if that? they're a running back they pick and stay healthy. I mean, uh, that's been a problem for them. So. Yeah, but you know, it seems whoever they plug in that hole does pretty damn well. It doesn't yeah. matter who's running the ball. Uh, so hopefully your team did very well in their NFL draft. But again, it's too early to tell. Nobody knows until these people get on the field and then we'll go from there. Uh, it's nice to have a little bit of fun on the internet from time to time, and Corn is doing exactly that. Uh, they had some fun on Friday as they put together a video for their latest song, and it felt a little Backstreet Boys the way they were dressed up, and so they decided why not have a little bit of fun and sing the I Want It That Way song by the Backstreet Boys that everybody kind of pointed to them looking like in the video, and they did. Which was fun. Kind of. Uh, a little I bit. I was terribly disappointed. I'm like, ooh, I, w- I would love to hear a full-on oh, well, cover on. of That Would Be Hilarious. I think it was an impromptu thing, and so it's difficult to pull that kind of stuff off. I know, but now I want the real thing. I want well, it that way. That's it, the way that I want it. In the world of TikTok, Nick Carter, who of course was a Backstreet Boy, did apparently a duet. Is that the correct term yes, I'm using? Yes, on TikTok. Uh, yes. With uh, the corn doing the cover of Backstreet Boys, and then he sang along with them. So it truly was a duet this time around. Didn't stop there, though. Uh, Brian Welsh sh- uh, shared a photo of him and Fieldy backstage at the Backstreet Boys World Tour alongside Nick Carter. So apparently the Backstreet Boys and Korn go way, way back. And hey, even better, you can draw those two together with uh, an all-in ticket for uh, Live Nation coming up here on May 4th. That's $25 ticket. You could go to the Backstreet Boys and Korn. Well, $25 apiece, but yes. Yes. Uh, you could have your own little double team supreme if you like. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. 
Let's play VX Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. Yeah, let's play VX Double Dare. We certainly would like to get this week off to a money-winning start, and we are lucky enough to have our caller X on the horn with us right now. Her name is Michelle. Michelle, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too shabby. We'd certainly like to make it a little bit better for you with giving you some money. Of course, how much money you win is entirely up to you and the knowledge of this particular topic. Big J, what's the category? Celebrity couples you shouldn't know about. Michelle, you up on like celebrity gossip or any of that other BS out there? Maybe a little bit. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, here's the way it works. We got three questions for you. They get more difficult as we go on, but they're double or nothing style. So we start with 50. We can get up to $200. You can stop anytime you want, but do keep in mind if you get a question wrong, you get nothing, okay? Got it. All right. We'll start with a $50 question. Good luck. Yep. Here we go. Benefer is a couple again. In fact, they're engaged. Again, Benefer is made up of the names of what two A list celebrities? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Right. You did that quite easily. That is nice. $50 in your pocket, Michelle. You can take that and walk away. Nobody would think anything less of you. Or you can try to go for $100 with a more difficult celebrity couple question. What would you like to do? Let's go for it. Okay. All right, $100. Megan Fox is engaged to this actor musician who everybody seems to hate. Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Look at you. That is $100. You are breezing right through these. That is definitely correct. Uh, You can take that 100 and walk, or you can go for the 200 and the hardest question. What would you like to do, Michelle? I think I should go for it. Okay, good luck. All right. For 200 bucks, Dominic Fike and Hunter Schaefer probably aren't household names to you, Grandpa, but they are a couple... And they star together in this very popular drug-fueled HBO show about high school. Can you repeat the question? Yep. Dominic Fike and Hunter Schaefer probably aren't household names to you, Grandpa, but they are a couple, and they star together in this very popular drug-fueled HBO show about high school. So we're looking for the name of a show on HBO. Is it Euphoria? Oh, right. Good job. Did you look that up? Did you have time to look that up? Big J is accusing you of cheating, Michelle. No, it's okay. We didn't say you can't do that. What are you talking about? I had some help. That's good. So that's fine. Uh, Well, listen, we don't want people to cheat if at all possible. Uh, What are you talking about? It's an open thing. Everybody does it here. uh, Well, that is true. There is no doubt about uh, the amount of cheating going on with our contest. But we do appreciate you winning, Michelle. Congratulations. $200 is yours. You are all good to go with that. Congrats. Uh, Okay, so the first question you put in a word here that I skipped over. Did you? Because, yes, I skipped over because I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Oh, wait, okay. Hang on. I'm trying to remember. Is it portmanteau? Oh, portmanteau, yeah. What did you think it was? I I, I have no idea. I I have no (laughs) idea what that means or how it's used in the context of this sentence. Portmanteau is when you combine two words together to make it. Okay, I figured that that would just confuse and confound myself and probably the listener. Uh, But uh, congratulations to Michelle. $200. That's how it goes. Uh, You have two more chances to win just like Michelle did. Uh, You can do so at 1230 today with Jason Drew or 530 today with Adam. Either way, that category remains the same. We will come back with We're Going to Hell. It's next on the X-Rock. Hey. 
private hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Guys, life is not a movie. No matter how much you want it to be and no matter how frustrated you may become, it's not wise sometimes to, like, I don't know, pretend you're living in a film where, you know, let's be honest, revenge is a topic of, you know, real action movies on a regular basis. Vigilantism is a popular topic in the films, but it usually doesn't work out the way it does in movies. And unfortunately, this movie begins in Norfolk, Virginia with a very sad story, whereas a 65-year-old couple lost their son, Big J, was murdered. Right, man. That sucks. It's awful. Happened in May of 2021. And they were not happy with the answers they were getting from the police department. And while I understand the frustration and sometimes you think, you know what, I could probably do a better job. There are certain situations where that probably isn't true, Martha. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's what was happening. They weren't happy with the lack of answers that they were getting from the Norfolk Police Department. And so they decided, you know what, Uh, we're going to launch our own investigation. We're going to figure this out and figure out who killed our son. Right. And so, really, it was the mother who kind of took the lead on this particular operation, and she was doing her own investigation, and she was convinced, Big J, that she had found the person who had murdered her son. Because uh, she saw a couple of notes in his phone records about a woman named Chelsea. And so, she decided that uh, by connecting some dots on her own, uh, and that this was the woman who had done the deed. And so now it was time for vengeance. You understand, Big J? Yeah. So her and her husband took a road to road trip to Washington, D.C., where they were aware that Chelsea had lived, and that's when the plan went in motion. Uh, she decided to dress up as a UPS driver and wore, like, a brown uniform, carried a box, and knocked on Chelsea's door. Chelsea then answered the door. That is when the woman opened fire on Chelsea, hitting her in the stomach. Never great. Uh, She then closed the door, ran upstairs, and tried to get medical help, and the woman then ran away, saying that she got her. Uh, It didn't take long because there was a ring camera, of course, for police to track down the woman who shot this young lady that opened the door. The biggest problem being, Big J, can you guess any issues that would come across with a plan like this? I I mean, quite a few, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much all of them that you can think of uh, went sideways. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, you, you got to had to use the gun, probably your own. That's your first problem you with it? You kill the person. That's your second problem with it? Yeah. All right. Let's start at the very beginning then with the fact that... Probably not her. Yeah. It's probably like some girl he just was frivolously, feloniously doing. Uh, not even that, Big J. Oh, no. Uh, not only was her police work off, but the Chelsea in question... Uh, was not this poor lady that was in Washington, D.C. It was some other woman altogether actually in their town of Norfolk, Virginia, that uh, not that he was seeing, but was a friend of a friend and had a solid airtight alibi. So not only was Chelsea never involved in the problem, but also this poor woman just answered her door thinking that she was getting a package, didn't even know who this woman's son was, and ended up getting a bullet in the gut because of it. 
Uh, so, yeah, you're not a, a detective. You, you, you know, you may think you can do a better job at some stuff, and I can understand the frustration, and God, the grieving that you have to go through has to be terrible. I'm not trying to minimize your pain or your grief or your frustration in any way, shape, or form. I am trying to say, however, uh, there are certain things that need to be followed and ways that they go about figuring out how to eliminate suspects, and just because you think you got it figured out, you probably don't. Or, listen, maybe, you know, maybe you did. Maybe you did crack the case. How about having somebody check your work? Just to make sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so that you don't go shooting somebody in the gut that didn't have it coming. The good news, if there is any, is this young lady is going to be okay. She had to undergo surgery to, of course, patch her up. But now the whole process begins of, you know, guess what? You went after vigilante justice. Not only did it not work out, but you also got the wrong person altogether. That all of a sudden becomes attempted murder because that's not okay. And now you're going to jail for the rest of your life. And oh, by the way, you're taking your husband with you for being an accessory to it. So now this poor couple who had gone through losing their son has to go to jail for a very long period of time because they just decided to off somebody or attempt to that had nothing to do with their problem to begin with. So... A reminder, you're not the Batman, you don't, you're not the world's greatest detective, you don't know what you're doing, and odds are you're probably going to do something bad, so while grief can be overwhelming, there are still better ways to handle it than trying to take things into your own hand. We're not all Paul Kersey, you understand what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't work out like the movies, that's a Death Wish reference, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. On the way, we got your pop culture smackdown plus some important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Google Big J. You ever heard of them? Yeah. They are trying to make it easier for you to remove personal information from just generic web results. For instance, if you Google yourself, which I know you do from time to time, you can find... Possibly some websites that give your actual phone number, maybe your physical address, maybe things like that, email addresses that you don't want out there. There's a new policy now that will remove those links, but you're going to have to put in a little legwork because that information could potentially include images of identification or login credentials or anything like that, or at least information that you don't want out there. So if you want to have that removed from Google when people search for you, you can fill out a form that lists the URL of the content you want removed, and then you got to show them some screenshots showing the specific identifying content. Then they will review and grant or deny said request. So they're trying, at least in theory, to make it more difficult for personal information to be out there, but you're going to have to do some of that work. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're not just going to, you know remove the find anyone website kind of stuff where people can track you down but it is a start perhaps if there's some stuff out there that you don't want you're gonna have to do the work and fill out the form and all that kind of stuff but it's better than it just being a free-for-all i suppose if you're concerned about that kind of thing it couldn't be something that maybe you're not concerned about but it's a way to help protect yourself and your identity if you're looking for another way to do it and why not seal up those loopholes you know you ever find done. something out there that you, uh, you're you not a fan of on the old interwebs? Like personal information-wise? Of mine? Yeah. Oh, um, no, not really. I haven't either. But that, Thank God. Then again, I mean, like, I don't know. None of that stuff is really readily available, and I like to keep it that way. But I can understand if it was out there why you would want to remove it as quickly as possible. So there's a way to do it, at least on Google. 
it doesn't erase the website by any stretch. It just stops it from showing up in a Google search. But if you still use Axe Jeeves, Big J, you're on your own. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Boston Celtics 101-89. They lead that series 1-0. Warriors over the Grizzlies in game one of their series as the NBA's second round tipped off in the playoffs. We got the first round of the NHL playoffs underway and the NFL draft wrapped up over the weekend and everybody was happy to be drafted and if they weren't drafted a bunch of undrafted free agent signees were made and now we wait for training camps and who makes the roster and what picks were good and what picks were bad. Uh, it seemed to be, you know, we kind of knew going in it was going to be a rough quarterback class. I didn't think it was going to be that rough, though. You know, I mean, you know, Willis was supposed to go number six overall, and he slid to the third round. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback taken, but that was it until uh, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati got taken in the third round. It was just, it was not a good draft for quarterbacks, but seemed to be a pretty good draft for edge rushers as well as wide receivers. We'll see who pans out and who doesn't as the season begins here soon. You know who Barbara Broccoli is, right, Big J? Uh, yes, of course. She is the producer of all the James Bond films, and she says it's going to take a little bit of time before Daniel Craig's replacement is named. She was talking to Variety about how it's a big decision, and it's not just casting a role. It's a whole rethink about where we're going. One would think they may have thought about that already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. like I mean, it's one of those franchises where I feel like if they if this, it's going to screw it up for a while. So I know it's a big decision. I know they don't want to make a mistake. And I know I, I feel like it's got to be somebody fairly young so that they can attach themselves to this franchise for a while. Unless they want to do a bunch of one-offs. I suppose they could. Because they've now established the idea that 007 isn't just one man. It's, it's several many. different entities. And so you could take this on like 007 Adventures. Would you be into that or do you prefer the one person is James Bond? Adventures? Of? Yeah. I mean, well, that's pretty much what they are. What I'm talking about is single movies with different characters playing this particular thing. Not like a one solid guy through four or five movies. I'm talking about like one-offs of different people playing 007 in different movies. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I, it's not what they're talking about. This is right, just it, me saying they could do that if they wanted to. If they didn't want to hitch their wagon to one person, I suppose, is the idea. Because they have opened that up as an option, you know? Yeah, well, the traditional way has, has worked here in the end. No, I mean, right. I, I think ultimately it's it's how good the movie ends up being. And um, at what point, you know, I think it, a lot of it, too, is, is you know, which kind of James Bond are they going to play well, with? That I, makes a big difference. I think they... They did it right with Daniel Craig only because, like, this feels like, at least to me, the first Bond, at least from the story beginning all the way through the last one, that you could have an emotional connection with. Do you understand? Like, there was an actual storyline that weaved its way through this whole Daniel Craig franchise, and they hadn't really yeah. done that before with the James Bond. Yeah, sure, a baddie may have popped up in a couple of movies, but there wasn't, like, this storyline that kind of kept going and throwing back to, which I thought was good. It felt like a successive and a complete story, but... They'd have to do it again, I think, and it may be difficult to duplicate, but or at least get somebody that wants to play along that long. But I'm sure they'll figure it out. Do you have a favorite who you'd like to see as James Bond? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. Who is it? Henry Cavill. Uh, that's right. You do like Henry Cavill. I'd be good at anything. But... Is he too big for the role? No, think? I think he's too old at this point. How old is he? 
I don't know. He's in his late thirties. Okay, pretty sure. Uh, and you think they want uh, mid twenties? Yeah, probably. In there, it would make sense, I suppose, if you're going to. I make would a think that just based on the way, on the on the seriousness, the way that the last couple movies have ended, that they would want to go lighter version. So I don't know if they're going to continue on with that theme of. Uh, yeah, while well, you may be right, the lighter versions of Bond don't turn out to be the ones that you remember. <laughs> Most, you know, uh, I mean, usually it's the ones that have some uh, emotional weight to them, but we'll see. Listen, we're not uh, the producers. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's their franchise. But it's interesting to me that they really have no idea what they're going to do yet. You would think they'd kind of have. A, they mean, they knew Daniel Craig was done after this. And that movie's been in the can for a while and been out for a while. And they still don't know what they're going to do. So best of luck. Down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, hey, next week is going to be an interesting week and happening Wednesday at the Egyptian Theater. Mr. Henry Rollins is going to be coming to town to do some spoken word action. Man, he is awesome. And we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets here if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. Always fun when Henry Rollins comes to town. And I think a good adjective would be intense, Big J. Intense and probably one of the most... I, I think proudest interviews I've ever done in my life was with Henry Rollins. Whoa, look at that. And it was an, an impromptu thing where I didn't know I was going to be interviewing Henry Rollins. So put that into perspective a second. He was one of the toughest people to interview. Uh, you had to be on top of your stuff. And uh, I, I, sca- I made it through without, with my life, essentially. Congratulations. Was it in person? No. Oh, so he didn't <laughs> physically be... No, but I mean, he could... I, he's scary at the time in particular. He was very scary. Oh, he's still he's, scary. Make no mistake about I it. I don't know. He's too nerdy now. All right. Tell that to his yeah, face. I will. No, you won't. Yeah, he's old and feeble. 287-1003. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown, let's get ourselves a contestant and see if they have what it takes. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. What's your name? Uh, Will. All right, Will. You're up first, man. Can you smell what I'm cooking? Is this wrestler turned actor's famous catchphrase? That's The Rock. Right. That is correct. Dwayne Johnson. There you go. Nick, The Rock played this mythical character in 2010. Oh, that's the one we reference all the time. Uh, Tooth Fairy, right? There you go. Yeah, Tooth Fairy. Not Vin Diesel. It's The Rock. You got that right. Right. All right. Uh, It is The Rock's birthday today, by the way. Uh, Johnson played Hobbs in this huge movie franchise. Uh, the, the Fast and Furious. Right. Uh, Nick, uh, The Rock and Sam Jackson played Dancing and Highsmith, two badass New York cops in this buddy comedy movie. Uh, the Other Guys. The Other Guys right. is correct. The Rock and Zac Efron tried to reignite the hotness of this TV a show starring David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. What was the question again? Sorry. That's okay. Uh, the Rock and Zac Efron tried to reignite the hotness of this famous TV show starring David Hasselhoff. They watch. They watch. Right. Uh, Nick, what is the name of Dwayne Johnson's production studio? Um, I, I <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not up on my production Good. studio knowledge. Uh, how about um, heavy lifting? Yeah, no, it's not wrong. I doubt that uh, he'll know. Do you know? Will, do you know? 
Uh, I'm not sure on that one. There you go. Seven Bucks Productions. Right. He famously came to Hollywood with only $7 in his pocket. There you go, and we learned something in the process. Congratulations, my man. You're going to go check out Henry Rollins next week. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're good to go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown up next. Big J and I were lucky enough to spend some Zoom quality time with Danny and Johnny from Nothing More. You'll hear their new song and our interview with them next on the X-Rocks. That is the latest from Nothing More. It is called Tired of Winning here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, we, Jay and I, had a chance to catch up with Danny and Johnny from Nothing More last week on Zoom. You're going to want to check out the X's socials later on for that entire interview. But let's give you the audio version of it so you can see what Nothing More is up to. And again, make sure you check our socials for the full interview coming later today. But hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. We, we certainly appreciate it. It's nice to see your faces. Congratulations on some new music. Four years? Five years? How long has it been, officially? God, uh, I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Not that long. That seems like way too long. Is that well, 2018, right? The last time? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah, I guess it's an album. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we put out some stuff, but they were pretty much like remakes of stuff off that album. You damn wow! It, it it has been a while. I mean, I'm sure you had plans uh, that you were working on before uh, the world went into a hellscape uh, in 2020. So, <laughs> you, you maybe you've been been sitting on some of this stuff for a long time. We have, um, but we also kind of simultaneously went through a kind of a metamorphosis, or at least I know for me personally, uh, a lot changed in the last few years. For the rest of the guys as as well, uh, this was the first time we'd really had any kind of normalcy, like not being on the road, you know, two to 300 days out of the year or whatever it was. So um, I think we had some kind of catching up to do with just having a normal life for a little bit and, you know, family time, stuff like that. Uh, Just even the sound of the band really changed in that time period. And the next album that we're about to put out is probably a lot heavier than we've ever done in the past yeah it's certainly from the couple songs that we've been lucky enough to hear it it certainly feels that way and listen we've been really lucky enough to be with you guys since kind of like the beginning of you becoming a national touring act and you came in early on and performed acoustically for us so i know you can kind of set up a studio if you need to set up a studio so when it came into the production of this particular (laughs) side of things what was that like for you guys to put together new music were you doing it on your own were you setting things up yeah i actually ended up setting up almost Almost three different studios throughout the course of that time just because of personal stuff and my situation moving from one state to another and so yeah there, there's been a lot that has happened in this time period and we we're a very DIY band so we set up a lot of the stuff ourselves and do a lot of the recording and production ourselves uh, which does unfortunately cause our albums to take longer because um, we really go down the rabbit hole with things but we've really discovered a lot about ourselves in that process uh, the only frustrating learning curve though in this whole time period was working mobily like we'd never really done that before so sending each other files back and forth and you know critiquing songs and doing notes over Google chat Honestly, it's probably the most annoying record we've ever made. Like, I hated it, but uh, I'm just glad it's done. It, it's amazing how much the uh, like the energy that is in another person physically being in a room, like how much that actually matters, I feel like. Especially when you're talking about matters of the heart, too, like songwriting. Right? Yeah, it's like an awesome supplementary 
tool i feel like going through covid we all learned how to make an album apart from each other which i think is a really awesome skill that we can take into our future but i think we want to get back to some of the bread and butter next album uh of just you know secluding ourselves into a studio somewhere and just knocking it out well there is something intrinsic i think about nothing more music and it's so i don't want to i guess it's spiritual in a way it's just so virile you know what i mean there's just something almost primal about it because when you transfer it to your live show it's just kind of like something you you aren't prepared for and uh you know it's going to be interesting to see how you translate having to record an album in in that way and then bringing it to life i mean in in the video that you just put out i mean it's clear that that uh emotion and and just that vitality is is still there and it's it's kind of cool to see that transform into the same place even though you did this in a different way yeah yeah it, it is interesting to kind of see how it comes out the other side when you take some things away and you change the technology and you try to you know like you said we're, we're a very primal band we we try to get to kind of the primal roots of certain emotions and things that are universally human and so when we perform live there's a lot of that tapping into that primal side and just feeling it trying to get other people to feel that um so yeah it was a little tricky this album uh with that being said and that being such a big part of what we do energetically funneling that primal nature through a technological porthole has has been interesting you know you guys speaking of live are are about to go on another uh trek for the first time in a while asking alexandria you guys are teaming up for a really cool tour i'm excited about it one of the things i love about you is your live show i mean you're artists you're musicians but you're also contraptioneers you guys come up with stuff to put on the stage uh and and mold stuff together and and kind of incorporate it in your live show are there any new and cool kind of uh stage stuff we can expect from nothing more this time around dan uh yeah yeah um i'm working on the the biggest baddest thing i've ever made so it's a it's hard it's hard to describe it's it it's a kinetic sculpture it's made of drums uh 24 inch kick drums they're not actual drums they're kind of these things i envision that have uh they each have a three foot drum stick on them so they can play themselves uh but the whole the whole structure, the drums make arms and they're all able to move independent from each other and kind of the whole assembly will rotate and curl and it'll be fully, you know, adorned in lights and all that. Um, it's about 20 feet when it stretches out. So having 20 feet of moving structure on stage, I think will be pretty dynamic and pretty huge. So. Do, these, do these come to you in dreams or nightmares, Dan? When you, when you decide <laughs> to put these together? No, it's it's surely, uh, yeah, alien abduction. You know, it's like, oh, I spaced out for 10 minutes. And then I, when I came back, that was in my head with plans. But, that was, you know, I, I started on it two years ago and the carrot stayed right in front of me the whole time and I just never stopped. And now we're at the tail end, so. I, I was gonna say, are you ever afraid of those things becoming aware of themselves on stage? and going all terminator on you guys all the time all the time <laughs> yeah self-awareness is our, our biggest concern you know we've got turned up like uh, you know tired of winning which is the new single and uh so we've got a good peek at least of what what's to come and and like you said i mean both songs are are very aggressive i, I imagine that it's going to be kind of similar throughout the rest as you'd said uh, that that's kind of what we can look forward to on the rest of that stuff when we finally get to hear it all. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. This one was a little heavier, a little thicker, a little darker um, than I think our last few albums. And we kind of just, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of bands that we've grown up listening to that we enjoy that 
over time they would get a little more poppy or mainstream. I've even seen a lot of rock bands now. When I hear rock radio, I hear so many pop elements getting put into rock, which, you know, I'm all for. I, I love people experimenting with different genres and mixing things together, but we decided we'd go the other direction. You know, when we when we see everyone going this way, we want to go this way. So uh, whereas most bands get a little more mainstream, we wanted to get uh, heavier and darker and, and go even further back into our roots. And that's what we did. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys, you, you've been doing this long enough. You know exactly what you, what you need to do and what you guys sound like. And I love how the band has kind of evolved over the last couple of years. And that obviously is continuing with the new music. I've said it before, rock is a better place with you guys in it. I'm so happy to have you back and give our fans that, that are nothing more fans than Boise a chance to hear some new music from you guys. And I know we're not on the Asking Alexandria, nothing more side of things, but I also know that uh, you guys will make it through fairly soon. And we cannot wait to see it because you put on a fantastic show. So we'll see you soon yeah i can't wait to see you guys as well looking looking forward to getting back yeah boise rest in peace that young lady and her band are going to be in town a week from tomorrow at the knitting factory concert house that is dorothy rest in peace here on the morning after with nick and big j if you do not know she is also coming in at one o'clock on that day for a Coors Light Corwin Ford X session, which, believe it or not, Big J, we will be giving away passes to see in person. What the hell? Yeah, dude, it's happening. It's all coming down. Got official word uh, late Friday afternoon that we can have uh, actual ex listeners in attendance uh, for it. So better tell our friend that we they won't be alone. <laughs> are going to make it happen. Uh, which is going to be fun. So that is a concert coming to town, but we have a couple more that we need to get off our chest for shows that are upcoming. So let's do a couple of concert announcements. It's another 100.3, the X concert announcement. Big J, what's the first show that's coming to town? Yeah, for all the hardcore kids out there, you want to get your uh, little metal on? Well, hey, it's going to be a great night on September 2nd at the Revolution uh, Concert House and Event Center as Amity... Amity Affliction and Silverstein uh, going to be coming to town. Uh, that will be awesome. That show is happening uh, again on 9-2 and tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Beautiful. Uh, always great. Uh, it's been a while since Amity Affliction has been through town. Silverstein as well. So they're teaming up for a really cool tour that is presented by 100.3 The X Rocks and it is going to go on sale on Friday. But we're not done, Big J. We have a reschedule. It's another 100.3 The X concert announcement. My God, who is coming back to town that should have been here already? <laughs> exactly, and that band Theory of the Dead, man. We've been waiting for a little bit for this uh, to happen, and we have a new date. Uh, it is the Xmas Bash in October. October 6th, they will be coming to the Dating Factory with special guests, all good things. So, uh, that is going to be awesome. If you bought a ticket to this show and you've held on to it, A, you're awesome. Good for you. It is good for this show, and then, of course, you can buy tickets as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, this was supposed to happen in October of last year with 10 years, of course, excuse me, in uh, December of last year for our Christmas show. But unfortunately, because of COVID stuff, it had to be canceled in the Theory of a Dead Man camp. But it has now been rescheduled and they've got a new opener. It's All Good Things, which is a great band as well. So you're going to get Theory of a Dead Man back in town. October 6th is the date again, as Big J said. All those tickets that you may have held on to, they will be considered good for that particular show in October. 
October. And if those of you that were holding out hope or was waiting for a little bit closer to the show to grab tickets, they go on sale officially on Friday. So you have a chance to purchase them as well. So there's your couple of concert announcements to kick off your week. Not a bad way to get started. So say I, we have another chance for you to win something from us with bad impressions. Those are next on the x Rock. <laughs> 100.3 The X. Yeah, Bad Impressions is brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. We'll get you set up with some tickets to Dorothy. She's coming uh, May 10th. As you heard, uh, she'll be coming in for an X session. Nick, are we lining people up for that here? Let's do it. Yeah. You want to come in and see people in person? Oh, it's going to be great. We'll get you set up for that. Uh, if you can uh, figure out Bad Impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works thusly. Big J has prepared three clues that revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you're going to Dorothy, and you can come in at 1 o'clock for the X session. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Well. All right, well, you're up. Good luck. All right, uh, let's do this. Coneheads, Trading Places, and Spies Like Us. Just a few of the 80s comedies I starred in. Uh, next one. Harold Ramis and I wrote and starred in Ghostbusters. I was Dr. Ray Stantz. Oh, you're talking about Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, we are. Ooh, Dan Aykroyd is correct. Hold on one second. We'll get some information from you. What was clue three for fun? I got into the vodka game years ago with Crystal Head Vodka. Did you ever get one of those? Because yeah. you love the bottle. Yeah, it's not very good. Oh, well, it's good to know. Uh, why is Dan it's Aykroyd super, in the news? Super cool. Uh, I was sad to see this, but also it's weird. Um... He and his uh, wife of 39 years, uh, her name is Donna Dixon. She is an actress. Uh, they are uh, going their separate ways. Getting divorced? No. No. What? <laughs> After 39 years as a couple, we are now on separate life paths. We remain legally married, co-parents, co-workers, and business partners. <laughs> this is our choice in the loving friendship. I don't know what that means. Listen, man, I, I mean, the more you deep dive into Dan Aykroyd, he's a weird dude. And he yeah. goes about things in a weird way. And this could be a way to either, uh, because this is the way that he sees things going, it also could be like a, a, a way to save money in a weird-ass way as well. I don't know. Well, Donna seems down with it too, so. Uh, well, that's what I mean. It has to be something that is obviously mutual, which is good. Uh, listen, it's their business. Whatever path they decide to go down is fine by me. Uh, whatever makes them happy, as long as they're both consenting adults to agree to this, whatever. Oh, yeah. I guess that means that they've just mutually agreed to bang other people. Is that what it boils It seems to me like, yeah, that seems like, yeah. yeah. Will Smith and Jada got it figured out. Why not Dan Aykroyd and Donna, right? No. Uh, no? I don't think they have that figured out. <laughs> You're probably right. But uh, I guess uh, best of luck. It seems, like, it seems like Dan and Donna do. Uh, good for them. Good for them. Donna Dixon, Baywatch, right? No, I don't think she was ever in Baywatch. Really? No. Why I, is that the one I thing I think I know her from? Um, you're thinking of a different. You're thinking of Donna D'Erica. Oh, uh, you may be right. Um, Donna Dixon God. was in Spies Like Us. She was in Cannibal Run. Um, and I don't know if she was. You know, she hasn't been in a lot of stuff. So there you go. Uh, well, listen, uh, she's doing just fine as is Dan Aykroyd, and so hopefully they'll be okay mentally and physically. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, I don't know. I can't agree with that. I wow, you wish them uh, ill will? I wish them no. I wish them good luck and stuff, but I, I don't know the outcomes of those things. <laughs> All right, whatever. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next to the X Rocks. <laughs>
Falling in reverse, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We had a couple of concerts to announce. Silverstein and Amity Affliction coming to town on the 2nd of September, along with the rescheduled of the Xmas Bash that was supposed to happen last year. It's now happening Xmas in October, if you will. Theory of a Dead Man, all good things at the Knitting Factory. That is a rescheduled date on the 6th of October. So if you have tickets to the December show, those will be honored at the October show which is very nice to hear thank you to johnny and danny from nothing more for popping on the show zoom style and you heard that interview make sure you check the exit socials later on for your chance to see that video in its entirety in that interview as well and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah i don't know if this is a good idea or not but kfc and pro flowers have joined forces to create a delicious assortment of skewered chicken alongside a dozen roses for what for mother's day Oh, well, really? The perfect Mother's Day bouquet includes Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm not sure I've ever made that connection. Yeah, oh, nobody has. I sur- <laughs> and, and, and here's the killer part: uh, that they'll send you, uh, they'll send you the flowers, they'll send you the vase, and it's a bouquet like a Kentucky Fried bucket bouquet. Okay. Right? Uh, but you have to provide the chicken. They'll give you the skewers and everything. And they'll send this to you, so... Oh, okay, so the chicken is fresh. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, so, that makes uh, sense. you know, if you order in the next couple days, you'll get this whole thing. Good I, luck to you. I mean, that's a lot of steps to go through just to I give mean, your mom Kentucky like Fried Chicken. Missouri, Mississippi, right? <laughs> Isn't that what the super fat people would do? I, I mean, I, I guess, but I, to me, it just seems like a lot of trouble to go through uh, just for you know, to get chicken on Mother's Day. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, I feel like you could get this done in a single trip if you want to I get. feel like, but it's but it's so expensive for a family to eat <laughs> Kentucky French. I feel like it has to be a special occasion now. Like, that's going out. You know what I'm saying? It's too expensive for you to stop like, by you know how, well, how, you know how much a bucket of fried chicken is? Anywhere? Honestly, I cannot remember the last time I bought, like, a meal deal at a chicken place. I usually yeah. get, like, the sandwiches. So if I go, that's what I'm getting. So, no, I haven't really looked. How much is it? It's a lot, dude. It's like, a lot. Like $20? Higher. 30 Especially if you want the sides and stuff. Well, doesn't it all come with the sides as yeah, part of the meal? You're talking north of 40 bucks. Wow. Well, I'm out of touch. Uh, I haven't bought a family meal in a very long time. Nobody will eat it but me, so... Uh, ain't no reason for me to buy that, but I understand. It doesn't make it any less good. It's very good. I'm never yeah. disappointed when I go. No, you're right. But, but the yes, you're looking good. I didn't know you had to take out a home loan to get it. But uh, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yeah, Elon think, Musk is working on that right now. Let me say this though: uh, if you're a mom, you you are walking away disappointed if you get a fried chicken bouquet for Mother's Day, right? It depends. Well, unless you're a mom from Mississippi, Missouri. Uh, well, or Kentucky. How about that? Or I mean, Kentucky. it's in the name for crying out loud. But uh, yeah, I would think so. I like, mean, what the hell? Yeah, aim higher, What guys. the bleep? We can all do a little bit better. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that aren't going to flush. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source, online at beaconplumbing.com. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.